Two Kids and a Career is a production of Jill Divine Media. All right, let's move to the next popular question. (laughs) You hear this probably all the time, Kelly, SUV or minivan? I never really gave it a thought until I started doing these reviews. And then I reviewed the Chrysler Pacifica and it changed my life. And seeing that stow and go seat and just all of the room, I mean, it's awesome. I like minivans. I I would choose a minivan over a Suburban. Really? I know. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But I also, why do we have this stigma around minivans? If yeah. if, hey, if we're all driving them, don't they become cool? Right. I mean, if, because... all, if all of the athletes are driving sports cars and like if all the moms <laughs> drive minivans, don't they become cool again? <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> I'm kind of on a campaign to make them cool. So Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. The great thing about this podcast that I keep smiling about is when people reach out and they say, oh, you should have this person on or, hey, I listened to this and I thought that was great. And here's another thing that you should talk about. And that is how this episode has been designed. Let me explain. So I received a DM in my Instagram account at Jill Devine from a woman by the name of Julie. And it said this, Hey, Jill, I'm new to your podcast and binge listening to them. I love them. And I wanted to put a bug in your ear about a local mom that is the new rage on Instagram. She and her family are in car sales and she does reviews on vehicles for moms. She lets you know what car seats fit good in the vehicles, the luggage room, and tells her personal opinion about the bells and whistles of the vehicles. I thought you both would be very useful for each other. You can follow her on Instagram at the car mom, but you the underscore car underscore mom, and you should reach out to her. I know she's pregnant and I think she's due any day, but she might come on. <laughs> and so um, she's on. You haven't had your baby yet. I want to welcome Kelly Suntrop Stumpy to the podcast. Hello. Hi there. So how does it feel to be said that you're all the rage on Instagram right now? I mean, that is very humbling to hear, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's been really fun and it's been a journey and it's grown pretty quickly, way quicker than I could have imagined. Well, I when I started following you and I just got this message less than a, a couple weeks ago, I think you were at 12,000. And then I checked the other day and you're already at 13,000. I'm like, yeah, she's got it. She's good. She's doing a great job. Yeah, it's really, it's really climbing for sure. Okay, so let's start first with your pregnancy. You're what, 38 weeks pregnant? I'll be 38 weeks on Thursday. Okay. Almost there. And so your second baby, right? Yes. Okay, tell me about your first baby. I have a son named George. He's um, 16 months old. So we did a quick turnaround time. Oh, yeah. And, (laughs) you know, you don't, we didn't really try to plan, but we didn't try to prevent. And, 
yeah. we got pregnant and now I'm having a baby girl. So I'm so excited. Me and my sister are 16 months apart. So I know I wanted them close in age. And I mean, I just was like, what's the difference between 16 months, 36 months? It all sounds very exhausting. It, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> My girls are, I can't do the math. Yes. Uh, somebody brought it up to me because I said, oh, they're two years and three months apart. They're like, oh, 27 months. I'm like, sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And we kind of did that by design too, because I'm considered advanced maternal age. And so I knew that we needed to really think about whether or not we wanted to try or not. So I also wanted to have them close in age. So my sister and I are five years apart. And so that is something completely different. Right. Into what I am seeing and understanding with my girls. So it's interesting you brought that up because yeah, I'm I'm interested in the dynamic between my daughters. And so I'm ask you with your sister 16 months apart, best friends, oh, how yeah. did it go? Okay. Yeah, how was are, it growing up? We are so I'm actually the oldest of five. Okay. So, and my parents had five kids in eight years. So we're actually all really close in age. Um, and so me and my closest sister are very best friends. And I was, I kind of thought that I was going to be having a boy this time just because, oh, I, I'll have two boys. They'll be close in age. But now that I'm having a boy and a girl, I'm already worried about the dynamic. Like, are they going to date each other's friends? Is that going to get awkward? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I do not know how to handle a close um, brother sister dynamic at all. Okay, your other siblings are there have, all sisters or boys too? Uh, we have I have three sisters and one brother. Oh, how does he dealing with all the the girls? He's right in the middle, <laughs> and you know, yeah, you know, yeah. We're we're really he's in college, but we're really excited for him to meet a girl because she will um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has well, no he's, choice. He's well trained. Let I'll say that he's well trained. That's great, great to know. Lessons. Yeah. So with your kids, are they going to be, how is it? I, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with school years and when they're in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, are they going to be yeah. a year difference or how will that work based on their ages? Do you know? Well, George is born the end of May. So we'll probably, not, we're thinking, I mean, depending on how George is at, we'll probably keep him back a year and send him to kindergarten when he's six because he would be so young. Yeah. Um, so if we do keep him back a year, then they'll be a great apart. Oh, okay. Yeah. My oldest daughter, she just turned four. So she will be considered one of the older kids when she goes to kindergarten. And then my youngest daughter, yeah. she turns two in December. So they'll still be two years apart, but it always blows my mind when you think kids are two years apart, but then in grade, when they go to school, they're only a year apart. I'm like, I don't, right. again, math. I, I don't No, it's, it's very confusing. And I was like, wait, so will they be a grade apart or will they be, I don't know. I was like, I guess I'll just figure it out when it's time for George to go to kindergarten and then I'll just know. Well, I'm glad that you are thinking those same things and I'm not the only one oh, uh, with yeah. your, <laughs> with your daughter. Do you, are you ready? I mean, are you good? Do you feel like you're equipped or is it just kind of starting fresh because you're having a different gender? That different gender, pregnant during different times of the year. Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, my son's, and I think when I got, when we got pregnant, I was like, oh, well, George will be like 16 months old. He'll be so old. I like thought <laughs> I was a first time mom. I didn't know what a 16 month old did. 
he's just a faster version of what he used to be. Right. (laughs) No, I'm not ready. And I think, but he has no idea it's coming, which some of the things I've read is I, you know, while it's going to be hectic, I don't think, and I I don't know this, but I don't think I'm going to be dealing with a lot of feelings of like him feeling left out or replaced. I don't really think he's going to notice. Yeah. I don't typically, I'm being a hypocrite because I don't typically give advice because I don't, I mean, I just, if you have a question, I'll give it to you, but I will give you this piece of advice that nobody gave me except for my pediatrician. And it was probably, I was a little prepared, but I wasn't fully prepared. He said, I just want to warn you when your daughter walks in to to meet her brand new sister, she's going to look so big to you. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, this girl has grown up. And I did, I never, nobody ever said that to me. And I started preparing myself for it. So I didn't feel as taken back when she did come in and meet her sister. But I will tell you, I was super emotional about her not being there and her going home. And like, I almost felt guilty that I wasn't giving the youngest one. I mean, I was giving her obviously all the attention, but I was feeling bad because I was like worried about her big sister. And, you know, she was with us for two years and three months. It was just her. So then I would cry every time she left the hospital. And, and that was hard for me because I just... I didn't really know how to manage those emotions. Yeah, that is going to be, and I'm I'm definitely having a little bit of anxiety just about the hospital stay because there's since COVID, there's no children allowed in the hospital. Oh, um, and George has never spent a night away. Like I've left, or my husband has left, but he's never spent a night away with no parents. So oh. that's like a whole other level of just like I don't know. <laughs> so I even told my husband I was like, I might just have to send you, and I think I'd rather just. I don't think I'm going to sleep. Well, I'm not going to sleep at all. Right, right. So I was like, I think I'd rather just you go home and be with George and then come back in the morning. It's for your own feelings and your own well-being. You know, maybe he would have a great time and it's it, no big deal. But for your own peace of yeah. mind, I, I don't blame nighttime. you. Nighttime. I mean, what if he wakes up? Like, and he's going to stay with my parents and I'm sure they're, I mean, they're going to be great. But what if they don't hear the monitor or like... I don't. I don't know. So I know. I feel you. I'm honestly trying not to think about it too much because I know he'll no. be fine. He will be fine, but just know it's okay if you just cry, 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 yeah. cry because <laughs> little George is not there. But it eventually, then you're going to be like, oh man, I want to go back to that hospital. Right. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm me, yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, enough parent talk and all of that. I got to know, how did the car mom... Well, first of all, I will say, if you're from the St. Louis area, you probably have heard of the Suntrups. I know I have, especially my time in radio, lots of advertising. Mm -hmm. So I know a little bit about background of that, but how did this all start for you? So I... um, Yes, my family's... I'm the third generation in the car business. Um, I started selling cars right out of college when I graduated in 2016, and I've been in the business ever since. But when I became a mom, um, car business is really hard because the hours are really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went part time, and I was trying to kind of just find, you know, some things to fill my time up. How I could build, how I could build value, and I wanted to sell cars, but I didn't necessarily want to 
have to be there nine to nine waiting for customers to come in. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just try to attract some of my own clients. And I really, and I'll just try to sell by appointment. And I, you know, I'm a mom and I'll try to sell to other moms and make it easy on them. And then when coronavirus hit, I started to realize just how difficult it was to take children anywhere, let alone a car dealership. And we were an essential business. So we, we remained open the whole time and people still needed cars. And I realized just how difficult it was for moms to get cars on and off their list because there's always, there's a lot of conditions that are non-negotiable when you're looking for a mom car. And it just, really, mm-hmm. I mean, you could be the best salesman in the world, but if the car seat doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And there's no, you can't sell someone a car if their kids can't fit in it. Uh, and as someone who knows the business, I know what it takes to find out if your car seat fits. I know that means you have to go to the dealership, get out of the car, meet some salesperson, give them your license, give them your phone number, have them call you for the next 90 days, meet the manager, be pressured to buy a car. Also, you can see that the Toyota Highlander trunk is too small for your stroller. So I just really wanted to streamline the process. Um, and there's a lot of great car reviewers out there, but no one is doing it from a mom's perspective. And really, I mean, you can't even Google the information. So I was like, I'm going to do my best to just try to get cars on and off mom's list. I still think you need to go to a dealership and test drive a car, but hopefully I can um, narrow your list down to one to two dealerships instead of three to four. I will tell you, based on what I have seen, when I'm ready... I would definitely make an appointment with Kelly Suntrip Stumpy because, I mean, you are you're relatable and you're not you're doing exactly what moms need. You know, we don't want the BS. We don't have time. We're busy. We need to know exactly what it is, what we can do, how we can get there. And and that's what I enjoyed, too. I I was saying to you before we hit record that I don't want to talk too much before we hit record because I want to talk all about it here. But I did tell you that I started watching some of your Instagram stories and you had said, hey, ask me anything. And people were asking you anything yeah. and they were asking you everything. It always makes me laugh when I see like, you know, all the questions and then there's just some random you're just like, what? what? Anyway, I purposely muted and turned my phone down because I didn't want to hear those answers because I wanted to, mm-hmm. to hear them from you first on this episode. And one, I just kept looking at these questions that people were asking that were true. Like, do you want an appointment? Uh, what is, I feel pressured. How do I navigate this? I don't like going to a car dealership because I do feel like it's just, everybody is coming at me. And so I loved how you were answering those in your Instagram stories. And that came, that aspect of the car mom, I wasn't, that really wasn't my first goal. I just wanted to show the cars, but then I realized how much of the car buying process people are just don't know about. And it's so hard as someone who grew up in the business and someone who has sold cars, because I've seen thousands of car deals and I'm almost numb to the experience. I try really hard not to be because I know it's so exciting or it's so scary for people. But to me, it's just another day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really enjoying breaking down the, the car buying process, talking about how to get a good deal, talking about how to not get taken advantage of, you know, as a mom and you know, first and foremost, as a woman, I was just going to say, I, I still believe we have a long way to come in certain things. And I think it is also in the car buying business for women to go and buy the car. I mean, I think we're starting to see more women make that decision. But I think that there's still this thing that 
women aren't supposed to go do that or make that decision. And you need to bring a man with you so he can make sure that you don't get taken advantage of. And that's just complete BS. And it's so frustrating because it's not even just from a dealership level. It's almost from the manufacturer level. I feel that the cars are not marketed properly towards us. I don't even feel like they're designed properly. Um, And I I guess I just can't, I just can't believe how many people are missing the ball. I mean, the stats say that women are buying 50% of the cars on the market and they're involved in 80% of the decisions. Mm. Um, And then I have nothing but moms messaging me being like, I'm the one who does all the finance. anyway, my husband doesn't know anything about this or he doesn't do that. And I'm still not the one that's getting the respect I deserve. And that just breaks my heart. Yep. So yep. Um, we try very hard at SunTrip to make sure that we um, teach people that that is not the case and that is old news and it is different now. But I, you know, I obviously can't speak for the rest of the country. So and see, this is why I wanted to get you on the podcast and why I reached out, because you're doing something different. If I were to just reach out to just any person that sells cars, what can they tell me and make me want to come in? versus you. And you have already won that. I mean, you are providing such valuable information that needs to get out there. And it's honest and it's open and it's your feelings. And that's what makes you so great and so relatable and why people will want to come and buy from you. And it reminds me of one of the sponsors of the podcast. They actually did my website. They helped me with all my branding. And I'm talking about Evoke. And I think about how you, Kelly, are shifting and pivoting and reaching a whole new demographic of buyers. And that's what Evoke can do too. Like they are basically you only helping other individuals. They will take your small business and they'll create a beautiful website for you. Or if you want to stand out on social media like Kelly does with the car mom, they'll help you do that with all of their different strategies for digital marketing. They continually are taking courses and making sure they're reading up on all the latest and greatest when it comes to digital content and it comes to digital marketing. So you know that you're going to get the most innovative ideas and you're going to get the best when you work with the ladies at Evoke Creative, evokecco.com, evokecco.com. Now, Kelly, let's just go ahead and start talking about vehicles. And we'll just use me as a great example. I want to know having a front-facing child and a rear-facing child who will probably turn around. I mean, I don't know. She turns two in, in December. We'll see and a tall husband, I need more room. So what would you recommend? Well, I think, um, and this is, it's people always want to know my recommendation and it's honestly so hard. Um, and people also just, what's the best mom car? What's the best mom car? And every mom uses their car a little differently. Every car seat, or every car seat situation is different. Uh, and I think it's funny, like if you go to, you know, a grade school pickup line, there is nothing but moms in the parking lot and we all are driving <laughs> different vehicles. Yes. So the perfect mom car is not there. If it was out there, I don't think people would need my reviews. Okay. Because I have found something I love and hate with every single car. But I think as far as where to start, I mean, your situation is pretty good because you're not trying to do like an intense three across situation or you don't need to put like, I mean, I have people who'd be like, hey, I have six car seats. What do you recommend? Oh, I'm like, maybe a school bus. I don't know. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, so with your situation, it's really just, do you want, I mean, so you have the option to stick to a two-row vehicle if you want, but if you wanted that 
either that extra room or that option to have a three-row vehicle when necessary? That would be the first question I would ask you. I would say I would want that, by the way, the, the third, third row. row. The third row mm-hmm. option. Um, and then I would ask if you would be interested. So some the, one of the biggest issues with cars and car seats is that sometimes when it is very difficult to access the third row when you have car seats in your car. And this is something that I just cannot believe that the manufacturers are not hitting on because only about, I think like five or six vehicles actually allow you to access the third row when you have car seats installed. So if you were telling me, like, let's say you had one more kid and you're like, yeah, and I want to put the, you know, the seven-year-old in the third row. So you're going to have two car seats. So you access, accessing that third row is important. Well, then that would put you that would limit your options a lot. So then you'd be looking at like the Volkswagen Atlas has a car seat tilt. The Chevy Traverse does. The Mazda CX-9 does. The Ford Expedition does. And one of the minivans do. I think it's the Honda Odyssey. So okay. that would narrow, that, that narrows down mom's list a lot. But if you were like, oh, I only need it in a pinch, you know, they can enter through the trunk if we absolutely have to. Then kind of the world is your oyster and it's really more of what's your preferences. They're all, Got I mean, it. there's so many good. And I wish I could tell you more, but everyone buys cars for different reasons. Yeah. Um, like I'm really big on cup holders. I really like, so people always ask me what my favorite car is. I don't own a vehicle. I drive a demo car. So I get a new car every four to 5,000 miles. Okay. And if I had to buy a car, I'd probably go out and buy a Volkswagen Atlas because it has the car seat friendly tilt. I like how the Atlas looks. I like how it drives and I just like it, but I don't really have, it's not very scientific on why I like it more than something like the Chevy Traverse. I just do. Well, I wanted to bring up, too, that I personally have my eye on, but I don't think I'm the only one based on some stuff that I'm seeing. I, the Palisade and the Telluride. Oh, yes. Okay. So one thing that you said, I did read the review on the Palisade. Like, you liked it, but you did not like the exterior. And I feel the same way. I know. The exterior is a little funky. Yeah. But I also think, and this is something my dad always says, he's like, if they come out with a new car and and you're not taken back by the exterior, then they didn't change it enough. So okay. I almost see like, you know, it's so futuristic, but like in five years, is that how all the cars are going to look like? And are we just going to be like, oh yeah, the Palisade looks great. Okay. I mean, I okay. don't know. They could have totally missed it, but I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. I do not like the exterior at all, but that interior is so nice. I almost don't even care. Okay. Pros and cons of the Palisades and the Telluride. Um, well, so they're very similar. Actually, Hyundai owns Kia. Oh, I did <laughs> so not know that. <laughs> they're, they're basically they're basically fraternal twins. They really are. Um, oh. The Telluride is great on the exterior, uh, and it doesn't have quite the amenities or the luxurious feel that the Palisade has on the interior. But I mean, okay. size wise, they're very similar. The Telluride's like three pounds more, and okay. I think the Palisade's like a few inches longer in certain areas. But they're very, it's, it's, it really comes down to looks with those cars. All right, let's move to the next popular question. <laughs> you hear this probably all the time, Kelly, SUV or minivan? I know it's got to be preference, but it's such a question that's asked by so many people. I know. I was never, I never really gave it a thought until I started doing these reviews. And then I reviewed the Chrysler Pacifica and it changed my life. And really? that stow and go seat and just all of the room was, I mean, it's awesome. I like minivans. My, I would I would choose a minivan over a Suburban. Really? I know. And I can't believe I'm saying that. But I also, why do we have this stigma around minivans? If, yeah. if, hey, if we're all driving them, don't they become cool? Right. I mean, if, because all, if all of the athletes are driving sports cars, then like if all the moms <laughs> drive minivans, don't they become cool again? 
<laughs> I kind of like that. I'm kind of on a campaign to make them cool. So I like the idea of just being able to have that door open and I don't have to bend over and like put kinks all in my body, which like that's what I really like about the minivans. But for some reason, I'm in that stigma too, where I'm like, I just like the SUVs. I feel hipper and cooler. And I do like, I like the SUVs. So like with me only having two kids, I would much rather stick to a Palisade or an Atlas or a Traverse or something like that. But okay. if I were to get to the point where I needed the Expedition or the Suburban sized vehicles, I would I would do a minivan before I'd do one of those. Because also to me, a Suburban is just, much, is just as much of a mom car as a minivan is. Like, yeah. just, to me, it reads the same. So you would say if someone was teetering on the SUV and the minivan, if you went the minivan route, check out that Chrysler? I like the Pacifica. The Honda, the Odyssey is better for car seat setups, though. Okay. So it really, I mean, if you have like five car seats, I think the Odyssey is the way to go. The Pacifica has the stow and go seating, and Chrysler actually has that patented, so that's why other minivans can't do it, and it's awesome. <laughs> well, the other thing that you're really good about showing are, and I always forget this too until it comes time, the space for your strollers. That's a big one. Um, and a lot of them just don't fit. So I have an Upper Baby Vista stroller. It's just my personal stroller. It's a pretty compact stroller. And yeah, I mean, I just, they don't fit and they don't fit by, it's so frustrating to me because they don't fit by a couple inches. It's not like there's no way it's going to fit. So to me, I'm like, come on, Honda, you couldn't even have like tried to put a stroller in there. <laughs> Can you just give me like three more inches? Um, You should really be designing vehicles. Do you know that? I mean, I, is I, that? It's, it's on my vision board for sure. I would really like okay. to get some brand attention. Um, yeah, I just really, I mean, even the other day I did a post that got a great response and it was on ceiling vents. If you have rear facing kids, ceiling vents are important because it doesn't matter if you have vents in the backseat or not, they're not getting airflow directly on them. So, you know, that is a great point because we bought, especially, I mean, in mine, I have some vents that are on the door, mm -hmm. but I can still tell it's not enough. But in my husband's truck, it's definitely not enough. So we bought like a portable fan that we clip on to something in the back so that our youngest isn't so hot. That to me was crazy. And then some of like my favorite car, like the Honda Odyssey, that screams mom mobile. And in 2018, when they changed the body style, they took the ceiling vents off. And I'm just like, who was in the room? Who made that right. decision? I just can't believe that these cars don't have, don't have ceiling vents. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. The Honda Odyssey. Oh yeah, you totally that vision board. We gotta we gotta no. get that going anyone, for you. Anyone's, the problem is I have to stop saying probably stop saying bad things about the cars and then maybe <laughs> But that's the beauty too about you and what I like because this was a question that I had. I mean, I know that you're part of the Suntrup family, and then I thought, well, can she not say anything bad about any of the vehicles they sell? But then again, you have to be honest. Like, why exactly. wouldn't you want to be authentic and honest? And I'm not saying what I, and this is something I had to explain to my dad when I told him I was might start saying some not so nice things about some of those cars, is I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad car. I'm saying it's not a good mom car. Yes. So it, right. it it's, could definitely be right for somebody, but I'm just saying you can't access the third row with a car seat and the vents are on the back of the center council. So that's just something to consider. It is definitely. And I think your dad should give you a raise just for even coming up with all of this because <laughs> I think they're about to see some explosion with some moms coming to Suntrip. Uh, what, uh, what else have I missed that maybe 
the mom or just the woman out there that's thinking about getting a new vehicle uh, should consider when it comes to that purchase? One thing, and this is kind of a lesson that I've had to learn too, just as I transition from one car seat to two car seats, is sometimes I think we get in the habit of, okay, I have this car seat. I need to see what cars it fits in. And really, I think it would be more beneficial for you to go out and find the car that you like the best, that has the best safety ratings, the best technology that's in your budget, and then worry about your next car seat purchases. Because there's so many different car seats on the market. Um, And I'm not a certified um, passenger safety specialist, but there's some great ones out there. And I always recommend the car seat lady on Instagram just because she's been such a wealth of knowledge to me. Yeah, I started following her. Yeah, she's great. And And there's so many car seats that have different ways that you can set them up. So for example, if you like, there's the Graco Extendafin is rear facing that gets installed with the lower anchors. If you wanted to put your rear facing kid in a position that doesn't have lower anchors, you can do that. You just have to get a different car seat. So Mm. I think sometimes we get in the habit of trying to make our car seats fit for our car. I would encourage women to find the car that you like, that's the safest for your family. And then let's worry about the car seats. And yeah, you might have to go out and you know, spend a couple hundred bucks on new car seats, but then you're not having to spend a couple thousand more dollars on the right car to fit your car seat. That makes sense. So, and I, and I just had to do that. I had, was having a gray coat and I ended up just with my own money buying all new car seats, which was, which was an expensive purchase, but I bought car seats that were very versatile that are made to fit in most vehicles because I'm someone who changes vehicles. So I would definitely think about the car before the car seats. Um, I just, thought of something when you were talking about the safety. How do you know where to even begin with all the safety features and what's best for you and your family? You know, it's a good question. I really like, I mean, a lot, you can, you can look up the safety ratings. Most of the vehicles I review are, you know, four or five stars. Um, and I always say if it's not, but I really think some of the most important features in the crash prevention are some of those, um, some of those built-in safety features like the blind spot, like a backup camera, like a frontal collision warning, rear brake assist. You know, the cars are the cars get more expensive every year, but they do get a lot safer every year. But I think people will find if you're in, especially if you have a used car right now and you're going to look at some newer vehicles, so many of these new vehicles come standard with features that you wouldn't believe. I mean, blind spot's almost standard by this point. Backup cameras are standard. A lot of cars have frontal collision warning now. Oh, wow. Yeah, just okay. which, which I do appreciate the manufacturer finally putting an emphasis in making some of those features more available because for a while it was, you had to pay up, up, up just to get those safety features. Yeah. And that, I just, that sucks. Yeah. It does suck. <laughs> well, it's frustrating because the, the technology is out there and we can make cars safer and we can save lives and, and they, they weren't always doing that, but now that now it's a lot better. Okay. Uh, last minute thoughts that you would like to say about all of this and this craziness that you've started on Instagram? (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm honestly very humbled that so many people have um, decided to follow me and join me. And I'm having, sometimes I get a little bit of imposter syndrome just because I don't think I'm doing anything all that special. But I also think that's maybe what people kind of like about my reviews is I just kind of want to come off as, you know, I'm not like a engineer. I mean, I'm really just a car salesman. So but I just try to be your friend and show you the car and keep my reviews casual and fun. And there's so many great reviews out there where they talk about the cubic feet and they talk about the performance and all that. I don't and care. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to like be your girlfriend and be like, I don't know, girl, your stroller's a little tight in this one. Let's look at a different one maybe. And yeah. Keep it casual. So I think that's why people like it. And I'm just, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, what are you going to do when you're on maternity leave? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, and of course, I mean, this is just the, you know, this is being a working mom is I feel like, while I wouldn't change it for the world. I do feel like I'm 
really at the height of the car bomb right now. Right. Um, so much content I want to put out there. But I also, I mean, I've, I haven't been, I was hoping I could have all these like reviews pre-filmed and be having content like kind of sprinkled out throughout my maternity leave. And I just ran out of time. So I don't know. I don't really have any con. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? That's the beauty right there. You can just say that and you can just tell people and they'll still find you and they'll still they'll still look for your stuff. Yeah. So I wouldn't stress over that at all. No, I do feel like I have a good portfolio of, of tours up there. Um, there's still cars I want to get to, but hopefully, you know, I'll come back full swing in 2021 and then we'll start with the new models and. Yeah. New features and everything. Yeah. Where can people find you uh, besides at the car mom and that's the underscore in between the and mom i'm trying to yeah, I, I know someone had someone has the car mom on instagram really are they using it no well they are using well i should say they're not it's just I, it's just the personal account and it's nothing about cars so oh. i don't know like if it's i don't i don't know um so yeah i'm the car mom with underscores uh and okay i'm also on facebook and i'm working on building my website right now so i don't have that up yet. okay soon. and then where or how many um dealers are there and where are they? My family owns um, Suntrup Kia, Suntrup Hyundai, Suntrup Nissan, Suntrup Volkswagen, BMW of West St. Louis, and Suntrup Pre-Owned. So the Suntrup name is pretty big in St. Louis, um, but there's just some other branches of the family. So that's me and my family. But yeah, if you're in St. Louis, I would love to help you. You know, I do no pressure sales. I'm just here to you know, make sure your stroller fits. And I really don't care what you buy. So you can also just re- reach out to me on Instagram. <laughs> really, I mean, most- I love that. Yeah. There is a reason why you should be on here. And that right there is it. Like, yeah, hey. I really, I don't really care what you buy. I just want you to be happy. <laughs> and I want to just make it easy. And it's just, it's so, it's honestly, it's just personal preference. Well, I appreciate all that you're doing. And I appreciate that you took the time to talk to me and I wish you nothing but the best with your baby girl. And I hope that maybe we can talk again and and we'll see what those new features are and we'll see what's out there and see how things have come along. And we'll also talk about how life is with two little ones if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, I would love to. Anytime. It's time for this week's Supermom shout out. And it is going to Stephanie of Lake St. Louis. She was nominated by one of her best friends, Amy, and Amy had this to say about Stephanie. She said, of course, the Supermom shout out should go to Stephanie because she is giving her all and more to being a full-time preschool teacher and a mom of two littles and doing a kick-ass job at both. Although she would never say that herself because she doesn't realize just how amazingly awesome she is. Stephanie. You definitely deserve this super mom shout out. I see you and I support you. To nominate a super mom in your life, all you have to do is email me hello at jilldevine.com. Give me her name, where she's from, and why you're nominating her. It's that easy. And also, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you would do me a favor and rate and review the podcast on the platform of your choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Basically, anytime you show some love to the podcast, it has the opportunity to get in front of other people. And I would love that. We talk about some good stuff on this podcast that can help someone else. So thank you in advance. 